November 16th, 2020. It was 52 years ago, yesterday, that I left home, that I left the confines of my parents' home in, in Long Beach, California, and headed out to Brooklyn, New York, 52 years ago, yesterday. And on Wednesday, Carol and I will be celebrating 48 years of marriage. I met uh, this little girl in Brooklyn, New York, and we got married and moved back out to Long Beach, California. So this time of year is kind of special for us. It has a lot of memories. I like this time of year. And so I am welcoming you very warmly this morning to the Best Old Time Radio Podcast for Monday, November the 16th. 2020. Chester, good morning. How are you? Me? No, I'm good. Yeah. All right. Well, we're all here, and the reason we gather together on Mondays is to listen to an old-time radio comedy, and we've got a very funny one today, and I'll tell you all about it in just a minute. So it's time for you to relax, put your feet up, get yourself a little snack or a little something to drink, get in that big soft chair over there. And just unwind, because we're going to come back and really entertain you with a great old-time radio comedy. Monday, Monday, can't trust that day. Monday, Monday, it just turns out that way. Something appalling, something for everyone, a comedy tonight. Nothing with kings, nothing with crowns. Bring on the lovers, liars, and clowns. Ah! Situation, no complications. Nothing portentous or polite. Ready tomorrow, comedy tonight. <laughs> Were you a big fan of the circus? Did you used to love it when the circus would come to town? I remember uh, going to the circus maybe half a dozen times in my life. Uh, I do remember once going to a tent show, and I don't remember. It was when I was younger. But I think later the circuses pretty much played the larger towns and uh, performed in the big arenas in town. At least the Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus did. That's the only one I really remember. Well, I do remember Clyde Beatty had a circus when I was a kid. I think it was the Cole Brothers Clyde Beatty Circus. And of course, the Shriners put on a circus locally. Can't say I was always a big fan of the circus. And when the Three Ring Circus came on, there was just almost too much to watch at once. I guess you generally think of the circus as being something for kids. And I guess every kid should get to, get to go to the circus. And I know we took our boys when they were young. Anyway, the reason I bring this all up is Jack Benny is going to the circus. He's taking the Beverly Hill Beavers and the rest of his gang. Phil's going to be there and Mary and Dennis. They're going to the circus and along the way they'll visit the sideshow in a pretty good episode of the Jack Benny program. So here we go back to 
April 22nd, 1951 for the Jack Benny program. And the name of this episode is referred to generally as Visiting the Circus Sideshow. And here it comes. The Jack Benny program transcribed, presented by Lucky Strike. Lucky Strike program starring Jack Benny with Barry Livingston, Phil Harris, Rochester, Dennis Day, the Sportsman Quartet, and yours truly, Don Wilson. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, spring is here, but to prove to you that the weather in California is always warm and sunny we bring you one of our satisfied residents. Ah, listen to that little birdie singing. Anyway, it's spring, so let's go out to Jack Benny's house in Beverly Hills where we find Rochester cleaning the house. (coughs) Darn this dust. Dog darn, I wish Mr. Benny would buy a bag for this vacuum cleaner. My pockets are full. (laughs) This is awful. Hey, I didn't turn the cleaner off. Uh Uh-oh, the comas must have pulled out the plug. (laughs) Well, I was finished anyway. Oh, hello, boss. Hello, Rochester. Say, you really got the house clean. Thanks. I was just out in the yard looking at the swimming pool. And, Rochester, I think tomorrow you can turn the water on and fill it. But, boss, I thought you said... I know, but if it hasn't rained by this time, it's not going. <laughs> Sometimes I think that... I'll get it, Rochester. Hello, Jack. Oh, hello, Mary. Say, you're kind of early. We're not supposed to leave for the circus for nearly an hour. I know, Jack, but it's such a beautiful day, I left the house early and walked over. Oh. And as I came down Sunset Boulevard, some fresh guy pulled up to the curb and offered me a ride. No. Yeah, he thought he was smart just because he had a new Cadillac convertible. Yeah. Gee, it was windy with the top down. (laughs) Mary, you mean that you accepted a ride from a total stranger? Why, that's... Oh, for heaven's sake, Jack, I'm kidding. Kidding? Certainly. You don't think I'm the type of girl who lets herself get picked up by any guy in an auto? I don't know. That's how you met me. (laughs) Say, Mary... I'll get a laugh some way. Say, Mary... (laughs) Mary, what's, uh... Say, Mary, what's, what's that in your hand, huh? Oh, it's a letter from Mama. I thought you'd want to see it. A letter from your mother, eh? Well, what does nobody's friend Irma have to say? <laughs> I'll read it to you. <clears throat> <clears throat> My darling daughter, Mary, we are all very glad that you're over your five weeks' illness and are appearing on Jack's program again. But it must be discouraging to go from unemployment insurance back to your regular salary. <laughs> There's not enough difference to talk about. (laughs) Your sister, Babe, has been home for a couple of weeks, and frankly, she's a little conceited because she replaced you on Jack's program. 
Now she wants them to put a star on her locker at the slaughterhouse. <laughs> Mary. Babe is now working in a slaughterhouse? Yes. She's known as Hit Him in the Head Livingston. <laughs> but Mary... Oh, Jack, let me finish the letter, please. All right. Go ahead, kid. <laughs> Last night we went... To... You don't generally get this much to do, you know. Go ahead. <laughs> Last night we went to a going-away party for your cousin Melvin. It was a nice affair, but I think it was silly of Melvin to put on a sailor suit just because you're sending him up the river. <laughs> Babe works in a slaughterhouse? <laughs> you know, Mary, your mother writes such a funny letter. Excuse me. Oh, hello, Dennis. Hello, Mr. Benny. I'm sorry I'm late. You're not late. You're early. I am. Yes. Gee, this daylight saving time has got me confused. <laughs> daylight saving time? Dennis, you're not supposed to turn your watch ahead till next Sunday. I forgot to turn it back from last year. <laughs> oh. Well, then you're really late. Yeah, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Dennis, you're starting to confuse me already. Now, do me a favor, will you? Go out. Walk around the block and come back, come back in again. Okay, goodbye. Uh, who was that, Jack? It was Dennis. He came in to wish me a Merry Christmas. What? I don't know. He gets me mixed up, too. I told him to walk around the block. Well, isn't he going to the circus with us? Yes, the whole gang's going, and I'm also taking some boys from the Beverly Hills Beavers. I better tell Rochester what time I'll be home. Rochester? Yes, boss? I'll be home about 6 o'clock for dinner, so don't forget to go to the market. I've already been to the market, boss. Oh, what did you buy? I gave you $5. Let me see. I bought 10 pounds of potatoes, 3 pounds of butter, 2 pounds of hamburger, a prime rib roast, 8 pork chops, 3 pounds of bacon, a leg of lamb, and a sirloin steak. <laughs> oh, good, good. Where's the change? <laughs> Oh, did that all come to five dollars? Oh, no, boss. The five dollars ran out after the hamburger. <laughs> oh, well, how'd you get him to give you the pork chops, the bacon, the, egg, the leg of lamb, and the sirloin steak? I signed a contract. A contract with a butcher shop? Yeah, you're appearing there tonight. <laughs> what? And if you make good, I can book you at the Van Nuys A&P. <laughs> Rochester, don't go booking me for personal appearances. I've got an agent for that. Why do you think I pay him 9%? <laughs> now, look, I want you... I'll get it. Hello? It's me. I'm lost. <laughs> oh, Dennis, don't be ridiculous. Where are you now? I'm doing my Christmas shopping. Now, cut that out. And if you want to go to the circus with us, you better get back here right away. Okay, Goodbye. Goodbye. Silly kid. I wonder what he bought for me. <laughs> oh, well. I say, Mr. Benning. What is it, Rochester? After I serve dinner, can I have the rest of the evening off? Why? We're having a big party on Central Avenue for my friend Jerome, who got drafted. Well, certainly you... Wait a minute, Rochester. Your friend Jerome was drafted six months ago, and he's overseas now. Yeah, it's a shame he's gonna miss the party. <laughs> 
Well, you can go, but don't stay out all... Oh, that must be Phil. He's going to the circus with us. Hello, Mr. Benny. Dennis. <laughs> Dennis. How did you get here so soon? Well, as soon as now, I now got... Now, hold it, Dennis. Oh, I don't want to get into another routine. And there's something else I want to tell you. Yeah, what? Now, look at Mary's in the living room. Now, you know she was sick for several weeks. Uh-huh. Right now, she's feeling fine, so don't start any of your silly talk with her. I don't want her to have any trouble. Now, when you see her, just say hello. That's all. Just hello. Yes, sir. Jack, what took you so... Oh, hello, Dennis. Hello. Are you going to the circus with us? Hello. <laughs> Look, Dennis, you can say more than that. I can? Yes. Kiss me, Livy. Now, stop! <laughs> Dennis Dennis, look Look at me You want to hear the song I'm going to do on the program? That's exactly what I want Now let's have it Okay
was very good, Dennis. Very good. Oh, it's not bad for a silly kid who has two shows, does personal appearances, and is now making a picture. <laughs> Dennis, you're uh, you're making a picture? Yeah, 20th Century Fox. Gee, you have your own show, personal appearances, and now you're making a picture. When he starts playing meat markets, he'll be as big as you are. <laughs> Mary, how did you know? I bought a pound of liver and you were in the coming attractions. <laughs> Imagine getting the publicity out already. Hello? Hello, is this you, Jackson? Yes, Phil, are you going to the circus with us? Yeah, Jackson, but you better go on ahead because I'm going to be late. Late? Why? I've been rehearsing my band for a concert tour, and it took longer than I figured. Why? What happened? We ran out of ice. <laughs> ice? Yeah, whoever has an eight-bar rest mixes them. <laughs> oh, for heaven's sake. <laughs> Anyway, Jackson, you go on without me. I'll meet you at the circus. Okay, are you going to bring any of your, as it says on the payroll, musicians? <laughs> hmm? Yeah, Jackson, they'll all be there. Well, except uh, Sammy, my drummer, he hates circuses. Sammy hates circuses? Why? He used to work in one. He was the guy who put his head in the lion's mouth. <laughs> no. Why'd he give it up? He didn't give it up. The lion quit. <laughs> Oh, well, I don't blame the lion. Sammy's head is the size of a watermelon. <laughs> of course, his isn't ripe yet. You're so right, I plugged it yesterday. <laughs> well, Phil, the next time you... There's someone at the door. I better say goodbye. So long, Jackson. I'll see you at the circus. Okay. What a day. The door, the phone, the phone, the door. Oh. Oh, I wasn't expecting you, Mr. Collins. Uh, Mr. Benny, the Department of Internal Revenue suggested that we visit you once more. Uh, you remember my assistant, Herbert Thompson? Yes, yes. How do you do? How do you do? Hmm. Mr. Benny, we hate to bother you again, and the only reason we continue to do so is because... We're trying to help you. I know, I know. Now, uh, you stated, Mr. Benny, you stated that you made $375,000 last year, and we're willing to assume that all you spent for entertainment was $17. Yeah, that's right. But now we've gone into your tax return further, and we feel there are other places you didn't take deductions you were entitled to. Really? Yes. Yes, we noticed, we noticed you prepared your income tax return yourself. Now, when it comes to filling out a return as complicated as yours, you're entitled to the services of an expert accountant, a person who knows more about money matters than you do. <laughs> Name one. <laughs> well, offhand, that would be difficult. Yeah. Uh, now, Mr. Benny, believe me, we're trying to help you. I know, I know. <laughs> now, you listed an item of a $50,000 loan with a California bank. That's right, the, the California bank. Well, you know you can deduct the interest you pay on that loan. Oh, no, I can't. You see, I loaned it to them. <laughs> oh. 
Now, will there be anything else, gentlemen? No, I guess not. Come on, Herb, let's go back to the sanitarium and work on it some more. <laughs> Goodbye, Mr. Benny. Goodbye, gentlemen. Goodbye. <laughs> Gee, but those two fellas are nice to me. Oh, Jack. Yes, Mary. The boys from the Beverly Hills Beavers are here. They came in the back way. Oh, hello, boys. Hello, Mr. Benny. Hi, Mr. Benny. We're all ready to go. Yeah, let's go to the circus. All right, well... Hey, wait a minute, boys. Where's Stevie? He was supposed to come with us, too. He couldn't come. His mother's in the hospital. Oh, and Stevie's going to visit his mother today? No, they won't let him see her yet. Why, has she got something contagious? I don't think so. She's going to have a baby. <laughs> That's what makes me think parents are so unfair. Well, what do you mean, unfair? Well, last summer, Stevie brought home a dog, and his mother and father wouldn't let him have it because he didn't ask their permission. Yeah, and now they're having a baby, and they didn't ask Stevie nothing about it. <laughs> well, maybe we better drop the subject. Yeah. I can explain it, boys. You Dennis, shut up! up. We're all going to the circus. Now, come on, kids. Let's all stick close together. I don't want anybody getting lost in the crowd. I'm holding Mrs. Livingston's hand. Good. And I'm holding Dennis Day's hand. Fine. And I'm holding your hand, Dowdy. <laughs> yeah, don't be funny. The world's greatest attractions ever assembled in one place. Our folks, we have Jojo the dog-faced boy, Beatrice the marinated mermaid, half herring, half sour cream. <laughs> and as an extra added attraction, we have the world's only India rubber man with white sidewall legs. <laughs> yes, sir, the greatest freaks on earth. Gosh. Mr. Benny, can we go in? I guess so. Oh, mister, about the freak show. Yes, sir. Would you like a ticket or a contract? <laughs> All right, step right up. Now, look, look see, mister. Get away from me, bump your bottom me. <laughs> what? Hit him, Mr. Benny. Quiet. Now, come on, kids. Hey, here's another sideshow. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Step right in and see the most amazing sights in the history of show business. On the inside, you'll see Matilda, the fat lady. 790 pounds of bounce and blubber. <laughs> and now, I want to call your attention to my colleague who will present the free show right here on the outside. Good, good. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, here is the free show. Look, Mary, it's Don. Hey, Don, Don. Get away from me, bud. You bother me. <laughs> And now, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to present the eighth wonder of the world, the only singing monkeys in captivity. Take it, champs! Said the monkey to the chimp. All night long they chatter away. All day long they were happy and gay, swinging and singing in a honky-tonky way. 
to give up their harems, Rajas to fight duels. She shimmies and she shakes. Come on, kids, let's go over to the merry-go-round. Are you kidding? <laughs> I think Mr. Benny is right. Let's go to the merry-go-round. Come on, everybody. Hey, where's Dennis? I don't know. I haven't seen him. Oh, here he comes now. For heaven's sake, Dennis, where have you been? Oh, I've been going through the tunnel of love. Fair. <laughs> I don't know why everybody raves about it. It's awful. What's so bad about the tunnel of love? Oh, it's dark in there and lonesome, and you get your clothes all wet. You got your clothes all wet? Why, did the boat leak? Oh, boat! <laughs> hmm. Hey, Jackson. Hey, Jackson, let's go see the wild animals. Yeah, yeah. Okay, come on, kid. And now, ladies and gentlemen... I'd like to call your attention to Rex. Rex, the king of the jungle, the most ferocious lion in captivity. Gee. have a cold. He sneezed when he was a bird, too. <laughs> oh, well. And now, now we would like to call your attention to the world's most perfectly trained seal. <laughs> Friends, this extraordinary seal will now demonstrate his musical talent by playing Yankee Doodle on this horn. <laughs> Say, Phil, how about... I tried to get him from my bed, but he ain't union. <laughs> oh. Anyway, how would a seal look sitting up there with my band? Better than what you've got. Oh. <laughs> and it won't look so ridiculous when you throw them a fish. <laughs> Believe me. And now, friends, if you watch the centurine closely, we'll go on with the performance. Gee, 
has been exciting here at the circus. Yeah, I'll say it was. And now, friends, before concluding today's performance, I'd like to present a final extra added attraction. In the middle of the center ring, we have the most ferocious gorilla in captivity. <laughs> tonight, friends, tonight, the management of this circus will offer this sum of $500 to anyone who will wrestle with this gorilla. Is there a volunteer? <laughs> think of it, friends, think of it. $500 to anyone who will come up and wrestle with this gorilla. I wish Babe were here. <laughs> Babe? Now, friends, this is your last chance, your last chance to anyone. Anyone who will wrestle this gorilla, I offer $500. Well... Hey, Jackson, come back here. <laughs> Wait for me, kids. That shouldn't take long. Jack! Jack! <laughs> All right, gorilla, put up your dues. <laughs> take it easy. I got a cold. <laughs> I know, but we got to make it look good. Okay, but don't pull the fur on my lip. That's real. I will. Come on, let's wrestle. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, one tiny burning ember from a campfire, a lighted and discarded match or cigarette left to smolder or thrown from a car window can cause a destructive forest fire. So no matter where you go, do your part to prevent forest fires that destroy millions of acres of timberland, cripple watersheds, and blast our natural resources that are so urgently needed now. Remember, only you can prevent forest fires. Thank you. Gee, Jack, I never realized you were that brave. Imagine wrestling a gorilla. And you threw him in only 30 seconds. You knocked him flat. And he didn't even hurt you. Yeah, but I think I caught his cold. <laughs> Be sure to hear Dennis Day in the day in the life of Dennis Day. Stay tuned for the Amos and Andy show, which follows immediately. The Jack Benny program is heard by our armed forces overseas through the facilities of the Armed Forces Radio Service. And that was the Jack Benny show from April 22nd, 1951, visiting the circus sideshow as heard on CBS. I don't know, uh, we were talking about circuses before the show started. I remember my cousin Doug went to the circus one time in L.A. It must, must have been late 70s, early 80s, because it was when Carol and I were still living out there. And the circus was appearing at the Forum in Los Angeles, or in Inglewood. And they were doing a trapeze act without a net. Now, I never want to see a trapeze act or a tightrope act or any of those things without a net. I just don't want to see it without a net. Well, anyway, on that particular night, a man fell to his death in front of that audience. That's one of the things I've never liked about daredevil acts, where people just don't take life seriously enough. Anyway. I remember um, in Long Beach, where I grew up, they had an amusement park called the Pike, P-I-K-E. And it was um, right downtown near the ocean. And 
it had gotten seedy by the time I was a kid. I guess it had been nice maybe in the late 30s, late 20s, something like that. Uh, it looked a lot like Coney Island, but it had a long midway. And they did have a, for lack of a better word, a, a freak show, a sideshow. They called it a freak show. Uh, obviously, that's not politically correct, but I'm trying to convey what this thing was. And I remember they had all kinds of things like they were, they were talking about here. They had rubber band. They had the fat lady. They had the bearded lady. They had a number of posters out front. Really, the show was pretty much in a tent, as I recall. They had a big stage out front, and, and the barker would come out and start talking about all the things you were going to see. And then they would sell tickets and get people to go in. But one of the things, one of the posters they had was of a nurse. And this was a, a hand-painted poster, and it wasn't all that good. But it was of a nurse with a baby in a, a hospital bed with two heads. And they said, if you go inside, you're going to see the two-headed baby. Now, today, I would not be tempted to do that at all. When you're like 12 years old, man, you want to see a two-headed baby. So I remember going in and thinking, this is, you know, I'm going to see this baby come out with this nurse in this bed. Well, when it came time, they had several acts, right? The show lasted maybe 45 minutes. And when it came time for the two-headed baby, he goes and, and he pulls a, a, a cloth off this five-gallon water bottle with a twist on top with a handle on it. And he swings it around. And he tells us that we're looking at a two-headed baby in a bottle of formaldehyde. And it was a two-headed baby. And I remember being extremely disturbed by that. I mean, just extremely disturbed. And I thought, what kind of parents would sell their baby like that? And for years, for years, I was disturbed about that. Well, then one day I was listening to an old-time radio show. I think it was um, Tales of the Texas Rangers. And they were following a couple uh, who were in the carny business. And they would travel from show to show, and they would do the sideshows. And they talked about the two-headed baby and what uh, an old trick it was. And it, the baby was made out of rubber. Very real looking, but it was made out of rubber. And I thought, what a cruel, cruel thing. All those years, I had really been disturbed by that. And I was looking at a rubber baby in a bottle of water. Anyway. One other thing I thought that when I was, we were talking about uh, circuses, clowns. People uh, either loved clowns or hated clowns. I was kind of in the middle. I didn't like a lot of the flamboyant clowns. They just didn't seem right to me when I was a kid. I thought, what's with this guy? You know. <laughs> but I loved Emmett Kelly. Do you remember Emmett Kelly, the sad clown? I was looking up some information on him, and I'm not going to give you the whole history of Emmett Kelly, but I thought this was a story that, that, that really bore repeating. It says, on July 6, 1944, Kelly was preparing to perform in a matinee show of the Ringling Brothers Circus for an audience of 6,000 in Hartford, Connecticut. Twenty minutes into the show, the circus tent caught fire. Kelly was among those who acted quickly to help extinguish the fire. And then he helped panicked audience members, mostly women and children, because it was during World War II, to swiftly exit the tent. Officially, 168 people died in the fire, and 682 people were injured. 
the cause of the fire was never determined. Kelly's actions that day were immortalized by audience member Ralph Emerson, who took a photograph of Kelly rushing toward the burning fire in his full clown makeup and costume, carrying a single bucket of water. The photograph was published in Life magazine on July 17, 1944. According to eyewitnesses, Kelly was seen to be crying. The fire affected Kelly deeply, and for the remainder of his life, according to his grandson, Joey Kelly, he rarely spoke of the fire to anyone other than members of the family. What's kind of unique about that is that the the clowns used to have a regular routine, right? Where they were going to be putting out a fire, and they would have buckets of water, or sometimes they were buckets of confetti. And here was this, uh, this photograph of uh, Emmett Kelly carrying a single bucket of water to put out a very real fire in what turned out to be one of the true great American tragedies. Gang, that is going to wrap things up for Monday, November the 16th, 2020. Hope you enjoyed our show today. We will be back tomorrow with a drama. We will be back on Wednesday with a mystery and on Thursday with a Western. And of course, on the weekend, we play an archive show. Since we're talking about circuses, let's go out with a couple of circus theme songs tonight. We have... uh, James Darren going off to join the circus and then we have the coasters visiting the sideshow these are both songs you may remember if uh, you left home 52 years ago today (laughs) this is Bob Bro I'm so glad you stopped by and I am so glad you met me It takes a hundred years.
years Let me tell you people, little Egypt. 